Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's 6 in the KSL 24-Hour News Center. I'm Paul Nelson. KSL's top local story, Kyle Stocking, the man who died in a rope swing accident in Corona Arch. Well, his parents are talking, and they say they knew they couldn't stop their 22-year-old son from all sorts of daring adventures, but they say that he was unprepared for the rope swing at Corona Arch in Moab. He died there on Sunday. Kyle's mother, Linda Stocking, tells adventurers not to be so self-absorbed. Think about your parents, your family, your friends before you do things like this, because you might lose your life and it is going to absolutely devastate your family. Linda says once she learned that Kyle would take to to the rope swing, she just had to block it from her mind. She wants people to follow their passions like her son, but to do it safely. A fourth beaver has been discovered at the site of a fuel leak and spill in Willard Bay. It's as the feds clamp down on Chevron's operations. Division of Wildlife Resources officials call the impact on wildlife minimal. That said, they uncovered another beaver. They're assessing it to see what help it needs. Getting these affected animals to the wildlife rehabilitators as soon as we possibly can makes a big difference. Phil Douglas says the investigation into the environmental impact is ongoing. Meanwhile, the state says the spill is likely 10% greater than previous estimates. And the federal government has issued a corrective action order requiring Chevron to take several steps, including submitting pipeline records for inspection. Andrew Adams, KSL News Radio. Politics on KSL News Radio. The Supreme Court could end up avoiding a major ruling on whether uh, gays have the right to marry. Justice Samuel Alito wondered why the court was being asked to step in now when the full implications of same sex unions are not completely understood. Same sex marriage is very new. I think it was first adopted in the Netherlands in 2000. So there isn't a lot of data about its effect. And it may turn out to be a, a good thing. It may turn out not to be a good thing. Justice Anthony uh, Kennedy suggested that the court could dismiss it with no ruling at all. And a lot of interest in Utah on how that Supreme Court will rule on Proposition 8 in California. KSL News Radio's Mary Richards has more. It's really a wait and see. The question is, can California define marriage as between a man and woman, or is that forbidden by the U.S. Constitution? If the answer is, uh, no, they cannot do that, then that means that Utah can't either, and then, you know, and of course, every other state. Bill Duncan with the Sutherland Institute says if the court dismisses the ruling, Utah's laws still stand for now until the next legal challenge. Meanwhile, the Utah Pride Center says they were glad to hear Utah contrasted with California in the discussion before the court today. Mary Richards, KSL News Radio. Coming up on KSL News Radio, lots of clouds in the seven day forecast. We'll have your seven uh, KSL forecast next. KSL News Time. 602. Utah's Morning News with Grant and Amanda. It's the beginning of a new era for us. We have a, a new pope. It's a, a moment of excitement. Five to nine on KSL News Radio. You have to admire the effort by the rookies this season, but to us, it's the seasoned veteran player who turns ambition into a champion because they've been put through the ringer. Much like how train heating and cooling products are pushed to the brink by train engineers, but that's the reason train is so reliable. Veterans have outlasted years of crunching hits, broken bones, freezing cold, and soaking rain. They're the player you dread when they play for your rival and immortalize when on your team. And to that we say, good luck, rookies. 
It's hard to stop a train isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. And with budget-friendly payment options available on new train heating and cooling systems, having reliable year-round comfort can be your way of life. From March 15th to May 31st, 2013, get special financing for 36 months or up to a $1,250 instant rebate when you purchase a qualifying train system. Visit RockyMountainTrain.com for complete program eligibility, details, and restrictions. That's RockyMountainTrain.com. It's hard to stop a train. Really hard. Your one-stop shop for auto care. Bird Brothers does it better. Bird Brothers Tire and Service always guarantees the lowest advertised price on tires or they're free. Bird Brothers has been doing it better as your complete automotive experts for over 22 years. Bird Brothers technicians are certified and trained to work on all makes and models of vehicles. Bird Brothers is your dealership alternative for faster service at a more affordable price with no compromise to quality service. Bring your vehicle into Bird Brothers for its manufacturer-recommended service intervals. Also visit Bird Brothers' new website at birdbrothers.com, where they made it easy to shop for the right tire. Simply fill in the year, make and model of your vehicle, and see the tires they have to fit your needs. Come in today and experience the Bird Brothers difference. Visit birdbrothers.com for special coupons, offers, low price guarantee, and their seven locations. Bird Brothers Tire and Service. Bird Brothers does it better. Grace, lunchtime. Grace? Coming. Grace has always been a gifted dancer. Ta-da! But with so many rehearsals, balancing schoolwork was a problem. We needed more flexibility. So now I go to Utah Connections Academy. It's the online public school, and it's really made a difference. We have more control over her schedule, and I have more input with her teachers. And I have time for tap. Not on the hardwood. So now Grace's schoolwork, her dance lessons, and community activities fit in the same day. Thanks to Connections Academy, now Grace loves learning as much as she loves dance. In fact, I can barely tear her away. Right, Grace? Grace? Can't talk. I've got to study. Utah Connections Academy, the tuition-free, fully accredited online public school for grades K-12. through To learn if it's right for you or to enroll, call 855-313-3030 or visit connectionsacademy.com. Traffic and weather together brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships. We don't have any crashes listed. Now, we have pockets of crowded traffic in Murray and Midvale, but that's pretty much it. Seven Peaks Pass of all passes at Deseret Book, $24.95, one of the lowest prices anywhere. Includes a $15 meal card. Get your summer fun fast while supplies last at Deseret Book. And plenty of clouds in the sky. High tomorrow of 68. Right now in Salt Lake City, 54. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio. Let me speak to the governor. A special statewide radio program brought to you by the Utah Broadcasters Association and KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And good evening, and thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Maria Shaleos, hosting the program tonight, along with Governor Gary Herbert. And we're glad that you could join us, and we hope you give us a call and join us here on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Well, Governor, you just finished a long legislative session. And at this point, I know that you have vetoed at least one bill, the constitutional carry bill. Tell us about that. Tell us why you decided that you wanted to veto that bill. Well, first, Maria, it's always nice to be on with you, and thank you very much for hosting us. And uh, secondly, I'd like to just give a shout-out to the legislature. I think they did a great job. 
You know, the 45 days are pretty intense. There's a lot of issues, a lot more demands than there is available money. Mm -hmm. And I think they prioritize very well. And I'm pleased to see education uh, getting over $300 million of new money in public and higher education. I think that's a step in the right direction. So I feel very good about the overall uh, conduct of the legislature this past session. Uh, the uh, House Bill 76, which is the so-called constitutional carry, which really is just designed to take away the requirement that we have in Utah to have a permit if you're going to carry concealed. And uh, again, I'm a staunch defender of the Second Amendment. I believe in the right of people to defend themselves. I believe not only in the federal constitution, but in our Utah constitution that talks about that same thing. But also that the legislature does have the right to define parameters, which we've done over time in the state of Utah, as far as what those parameters are and our right to bear arms here in Utah. And I do note that over decades, and uh, we've evolved to where we have a constitutional, or excuse me, a permit requirement to carry concealed, uh, our, our concealed weapon permit requirement, which has become a model for the nation. We've had it in place for now over 15 years. Uh, it's, we have reciprocity with 34 other states, and it served us so very well, I saw no reason to change that. That I thought we should keep the status quo the way that it currently is. And I think that's programs work well for us and, and it ought to continue. Secondly, we had a number of uh, uh, people involved in public safety. Our law enforcement officers said this will actually inhibit their ability to keep the public safe. And uh, it, particularly along the Wasatch Front, some of our inner cities with some of our gang-related activities, the ability they need to have to ask people whether they have a right to carry that uh, gun if they have a permit, uh, particularly uh, concealed, helps law enforcement. So they felt like there was something that was going to be taken away in the, their needs to, to protect the public. And, and I agree with them. I, even that's, uh, if it's just a slight advantage, we need to have the law enforcement people to have that slight advantage to help keep the public safe. Last but not least, uh, again, I think uh, I'm a concealed weapon permit holder myself. And I think it's important to have training. I think we all ought to look for training, whether we have a concealed weapon permit or just want to carry openly or use our guns for hunting or self-protection. But having some training is a good thing. It also allows us to have some screening. Uh, we do background checks. I think most of us agree that uh, we ought to have background checks when we uh, access firearms. And those who are mentally unstable or criminals ought not to have access to firearms. And at least with a concealed permit uh, requirement. There is some level of scrutiny. We have a number of people every year that are turned down uh, because of uh, their history, their criminal activities, or uh, violence that they've uh, uh, committed in their own life that uh, prohibits them from having a concealed weapon permit. So by and large, uh, as I said before many times, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't think the laws in Utah are broken. In fact, I think they've served us very well. And so for me, the status quo was very acceptable, hence I vetoed House Bill 76. I know you take a lot of heat and you're used to it for various uh, things. And But when you look at a bill that you're going to veto or you're considering veto, maybe you, maybe you can explain for people what goes into your decision. Well, I didn't treat House Bill 76 any different than I treat any other bill. 
Uh, one, we try to be proactive with the legislators themselves as they sponsor bills. If we see an issue that we think is maybe going to be a problem, we try to meet with them and talk with them. And uh, certainly we have an open door for those who'd like to talk with us and uh, see if we can't shape the bill so that we don't have a problem bill that we would have to, in fact, veto. That's worked very well for us in Utah. Uh, I'm a Republican. The majority of the legislature Republicans. We see most things eye to eye. We're on the same page at least 90% of the time, if not more. And so that's the first thing is to be proactive in helping shape good policy that comes out of our legislators. And uh, we've done that. When we get a bill that comes through and we have 520, it's almost a record year for a number of bills that have been passed. We look at each and every one of them. We go through them line by line. We want to find out if there's uh, any unintended consequences, which sometimes happens with the legislature. They they can't look at everything, and sometimes things slip through that might have an unintended consequence that they hope I'm going to be the break mm-hmm. and stop it from happening. So we do that, and then we uh, juxtapose that against as a good policy. And if it's good policy, we sign it. If it's bad policy, we then veto it. Sometimes there's areas in the shades of gray that we have to kind of work through and talk to the sponsor of the bill. And sometimes they say, well, if that becomes a problem, we'll come back and modify it next session, and that might be acceptable for us to sign it. If there's not a willingness to do that, then we might have to veto it. And uh, really my role that I have to play is I can do one of three things, sign the bills, veto the bills, or uh, let them go into law without my signature, which happens on rare occasion. So before you veto, Bill, before you vetoed this bill, did you actually call the sponsor and kind of let him know before the news came out? We did. In fact, I contacted the sponsor before uh, during the session and said I had some concerns with it. Uh, I'd had leadership had asked me to talk with him. They had some concerns themselves and asked me to to at least express my concerns to the sponsor of the bill, which I did do. Found out his motivation behind it, uh, which I thought was not adequate enough to justify the bill. And that was the the rancher that was out on the, mm-hmm. his horse and got in some inclement weather and put on a coat and consequently was hassled by a fishing game, as the story is told. Um, but there's other ways to address it. If that really is an issue, there's probably ways we can address that in a more narrow fashion rather than the wholesale throw out the, the statute we have on the books that serves us so well. So I talked with him during the session. Uh, the bill was, in fact, modified some because of that conversation, uh, taking uh, the ability to have a uh, bullet in the chamber was a modification that, that came out of that conversation, which certainly was a step in the right direction and an improvement. But at the end of the day, it didn't uh, meet my standards, and so I did call the sponsor of the bill, talk to them, uh, him, and the co-sponsor in the Senate, and then I called the leadership in the House and the Senate, let them know I was going to veto the bill. So they had a heads up before I actually released that to the press. So at this point, do you expect a, a special session to be called to override it? Well, you never know. I mean, that's the role I play is one of uh, kind of checking the bills out and uh, deciding whether they're qualify for my signature or whether they qualify for a veto, I've, at least on that bill, have played that role. And now the legislature has a, a kind of a second bite of the apple role to see if they want to, in fact, override that. Um, I hope that they don't. I, I think we've heard from a lot of people that think, you know, on second thought, maybe this was a little hasty. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what they decide to do. I'm sure they'll wait until after the 20-day period that I have to sign or veto bills, which I think finishes up on April the 3rd. 
and then I'm sure that they'll try to ascertain whether they've got the support in the body to call for an override session. So we'll have to wait and see. Proposition 8, California's ban on gay marriage has been before the Supreme Court today. All eyes have pretty much been on that, and tomorrow uh, the Defense of Marriage Act will come up. What do you anticipate? I know you can't read the minds of these justices, but do you think there, this is the time that something could, some major change in the Constitution could take place? Well, it's hard to predict the courts. You know, uh, we've had courts that have made decisions uh, that have been surprising to me. And we only have to go to last year and, and the Affordable Care Act decision and the swing vote became John Roberts, who I thought was going to find that unconstitutional. And I think he made a mistake in finding it constitutional and used it, uh, the tax provision of the code to, to justify it rather than the Commerce Clause. So it's, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to predict what the Supremes will do. This is a complex issue. It's certainly one that's fraught with emotion on all sides of the issue. Uh, I wish them well. I hope that they decide it and and and, uh, and trust that they will decide it. I, I, and maybe it's more hope than trust on the rule of law. Uh, and that's how these things ought to be decided, not what they think it ought to be or what they want it to be. Uh, that's the legislature and the Congress's uh, uh, role and responsibility. Their job is to interpret the law based on the law that we have, the Constitution, etc., and so I just hope that they make their decision and determination based on the rule of law and not what they think society needs or ought to have. If the Supreme Court decides to change the definition of marriage, what implications would there be for Utah? Well, it's hard to ascertain that because we have in our Constitution in Utah that was passed in the year 2004, uh, uh, our, our constitution that says that marriage is defined specifically as between a man and a woman, and nothing else uh, akin to that can be defined as marriage. Right. So we're pretty specific in Utah. So, and I think it is a state right issue. Marriage has really been defined by state laws, and each state has different laws that pertain to marriage and and accumulation of laws over time. Uh, so I don't know that it'll have a lot of impact on Utah and our current laws and our current constitution, but clearly across the country it could have some dramatic impact and a change of what their laws are or are going to be in the future. So, again, a lot of uncertainty there, but uh, I think in Utah's case, uh, because of our constitution, it won't have as much impact. If you would like to join in the conversation, give us a call, 801-575-8255. That's the number to speak with the governor tonight. Governor, also Medicaid, the federal government has asked the state to expand Medicaid. Where are we now? What do you see happening? Well, again, different states have different challenges and different needs. A Medicaid expansion is one that's been hotly debated and Republicans and Democrats alike have uh, come down on different sides of the issue. Some Republicans are rejecting it entirely uh, without hardly any discussion. Some Republicans are embracing it. Uh, uh, I think at least one Democrat said no. But uh, in Utah, we're going to you know, go through the process of an uh, analyzing the pros and the cons. We have a study that's being worked out as far as the cost aspects of it. What's it going to cost the state? And um, if we embrace Medicaid expansion, and what's it going to cost the state if we don't embrace Medicaid expansion? And I would hasten to tell people that, again, in spite of all the talk about free money, and it's a mm -hmm. good deal, 
it, it may not cost us in our state budget as much. There will be a cost, but it will assuredly cost the taxpayer. And whether it's state taxes or county taxes or federal taxes, they all come out of the same taxpayer's wallet. You're talking about the money that the federal government has promised to start out the program, but which will go away somewhat after a few years. Again, if you're the taxpayer, Maria, and the fact that the federal government says to the state, guess what, we'll take care of that in your budget, so you won't have to pay for it. Uh, and we say, hey, maybe that's good for the state budget. But for Maria, the taxpayer, that additional cost that we call free money comes from Maria's purse. So the taxpayer is going to be on the hook for this bill, regardless of whose budget it finds itself in. And so this idea that it's free because it's federal money is just kind of a myth. And we need to understand that. Uh, there are probably other ways. Uh, again, we're going to take a look at the, the dollars and cents of it, but we need to see how that fits into charitable care, how it fits into private services, how uh, different insurance programs out there. Is there better ways, different ways? I expect when I get my report completed, uh, which will be sometime this summer, I'll get probably six or eight different recommendations of here's things we can do in Utah, and Governor, you pick one that's in the best interest of the taxpayer. the number to call. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. We're going to take a four-minute break for the broadcast for the Utah Broadcasters Network. It's spring, and you know what that means. Spring cleaning for your house and for your comfort. With a Lennox Home Comfort System from Call Climate Services, you can sweep away inconsistent temperatures, stuffy air, and wasted energy with unprecedented comfort and convenience. Since your new system is built by Lennox, you know it will be packed with innovative new features and quality craftsmanship. Since it's installed by Call Climate Services, you know it'll be done right with careful attention to detail and dedication to your satisfaction. Make your home feel incredible this spring and every season to come. Contact Call Climate Services today at 801-298-4810. That's 801-298-4810. Or visit callclimate.com to receive up to $1,700 in rebates and federal tax credits off the new Lennox Home Comfort System. Lennox, innovation never felt so good. The Battlefield Band from Scotland will join the all-star crew at the annual Cayley at the Roundhouse Celtic Festival held at the historic Railroad Roundhouse Complex in beautiful downtown Evanston, Wyoming, March 22nd and 23rd. All events are indoors. The Battlefield Band headlines on Saturday, and exciting things will be happening both Friday and Saturday. Bring the whole family to enjoy continuous music and entertainment, shopping, Scots-Irish food, crafts, and group folk dancing. Watch the battles fought by the Warriors of the Shire of Hill and tap your toes to the Highland Dancers. Workshops, demonstrations, and a magical fairy tale cave will entertain you throughout the day. Visit the festival website at EvanstonCelticFestival.com for schedule details, special ticket prices, and handy lodging information. Remember to spell Celtic with a C and log on to EvanstonCelticFestival.com for a great weekend, March 22nd and 23rd. Bring your families, fiddles, and bagpipes, and we'll see you at the Roundhouse. Paid for by the Evanston Lodging Board. Have your eyes yet beheld a clean-cut, drug-tested, background-checked Whipple Service Champion technician performing the Whipple Service Champion Signature Furnace Precision Tune-Up? It's a marvel to behold. Each furnace is painstakingly disassembled, cleaned, tested, and calibrated to its specific standard with our 31-point checklist. Our UV camera gets into those hard-to-see crack areas in the combustion chamber to keep your family safe from carbon monoxide. 
Today, for just $39 plus $18.50 for the second furnace at the same house, we'll do your annual tune-up and it'll last a full year. Each tune-up comes with our one-year guarantee that your furnace won't break down, won't need to be replaced, and we'll save you more on your utility bill than the cost of the tune-up or your money back. Call Whipple Service Champions at 444-FAST. That's 801-444-FAST. Whipple, they come, eating troubles all gone. For emergencies, when you call today, we come today. I'm KSL News Specialist Dave McCann. Here's what we're working on for KSL 5 News at 10. Words can be brutal. Utah kids using racial slurs. They just say it like it's any other word. In school and on the court. And I think that it has become more acceptable. KSL spends time with kids to see what's happening among our youth. If they knew the meaning of the word and the connotation, it's history. And has unique insights into racially charged words. Tonight at 10 on KSL 5, your new specialist. I used to have aching varicose veins and tired legs like you. You did? But since seeing Dr. Hajibian, I can't wait to show off my legs this summer. How do I make an appointment? Dr. Hajibian at the Bain Institute of Utah specializes in treating varicose veins and spider veins. He's performed over 10,000 procedures, and most are covered by insurance. For a free evaluation, call Bain Institute of Utah now at 877-FIX-VEIN. That's 877-F-I-X-V-E-I-N. Get the results you need and the care you deserve. It's a direct line from your home to the governor of Utah. Toll free anywhere in the state. Call 888-575-8255. Let me speak to the governor on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And welcome back. I'm Maria Shaleos joining Governor Gary Herbert this evening. And it's time to take your phone calls. And again, that number, 888-575-8255. If you would like to join in the conversation. Governor, let's take our first call of the evening, and this one comes from Al in Provo. Good evening, Al. Well, good evening, Maria, and good evening, Governor. Welcome, Al. Anyhow, I understand, Governor, that you signed a bill into law recently that requires statistics on uh, why women get uh, want or get an abortion. And aside from the patient being underage or the victim uh, suffering abuse or rape, I just don't uh, see the rationale for the uh, statistics there that kind of treads on freedom of conscience. Can you give me your views on that? Well, I can. Uh, again, there's a lot of legislation that comes up there that sometimes we wonder why. But in this particular case, I think there was a concern about we have a lot of assumptions that are taking place regarding abortion. Again, abortion is an emotional issue, and uh, it is a private issue. But the information that we are trying to assimilate here is already being collected uh, and reported annually uh, by the Utah Department of Health. So it's stuff that's there. It just hasn't been collated. So this bill doesn't change really any of the reporting requirements or the information we're getting. It just uh, puts it together so that the legislature and others who, in fact, try to pass bills regarding legislation will have the facts. Uh, better information uh, will help them make better policy decisions, and that's the intent of the bill. Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Governor. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. And let's go to another call in Utah County, this one coming from Brent. Good evening, Brent. Hi, Brent. Are you still there? No, this is Dave. Okay, Dave, what can we help you with? Calling from Salt Lake. I'd like to ask the Governor what you feel the impact is going to be if the proposed furlough of the federal workers goes through, especially up around Hill Air Force Base. Well, as you probably know, I had an opportunity to talk to President Obama and Vice President Biden about that very thing. 
and uh, we've had to readjust our income projections, our revenue projections in Utah because of the sequestration. And uh, I agreed with President Obama because he said to me, he says, Gary, we don't need to have the sequestration. And I said, I agree with you. To me, it's like somebody wanting to lose 10 pounds of weight, and then they cut off their foot in order to do that. I, I, there's a lot better ways to trim the fat. But what we all agree with, Mr. President, is there needs to be some cutting of spending. We cannot continue on the way we're going. Uh, he seemed to agree with that. I hope that he and the Congress can come together and actually have entitlement reform and start living within their means and having some kind of responsible budget approach where we are living within the revenue streams that we have coming uh, here in our uh, in America as opposed to borrowing 40 cents now on a, out of every dollar we're spending and running in excess of a trillion dollars in debt every year. So that being said, and get off my soapbox, uh, we've taken into account uh, the potential layoffs that will come with furloughs and other uh, constriction in the economy and our economic projections. And hence, we went from $300 million in ongoing growth revenue to $264 million of, of ongoing growth revenue. And so we've taken into account uh, that uh, constriction in the economy. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is because we have been a healthy economy in Utah because we've based ourselves on a solid foundation of fiscal prudence where we don't spend more than we take in. Uh, we still have a AAA bond rating, one of only th uh, seven states that have it in America today, and, and even the U.S. of A. doesn't have it anymore. Uh, we have a rainy day fund, which we add to. We put about 40 to $50 million of new money into our rainy day fund this year. And the good news for us is last week the new report came out. Our economy now in Utah is growing at 4% annual rate. The historic annual rate, just so you know, on average is 3.2%. So we're even growing now better than our historic uh, averages, and we're growing at two and a half times the national average. That bodes well for our future, for a long-term sustained economic expansion and paying the bills that we need to have. Are we going to have some pinches as the uh, Congress fiddles around and with their own budget uh, problems? Certainly with federal programs, the uh, de Department of Defense spending, uh, could be 20 days of furloughs uh, up in uh, Hill Air Force Base for our civilian employees. And we'll just have to absorb that, and I think that we will. And based on the projections we have uh, already and what we're doing, I think we'll survive actually quite admirably, and, and the economy will only get better. Those that may get laid off, the good news is they'll find Utah as a fertile field for other opportunities for their skills to go out and find another job in the private sector. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for your call. The number to call if you'd like to join us is 888-575-8255. We are going to take another break here. We are going to take a five-minute break for our stations along the Utah Broadcasters Network, and we'll be right back. Breaking news, traffic, and weather. Every 30 minutes, all morning, all day, and all night. Constant updates on KSL News Radio. 
It's 6.30 in the KSL 24-Hour News Center. I'm Paul Nelson. KSL's top local story this hour. The family of a man killed in a rope swing accident says he was certainly the thrill seeker of his West Jordan family, and he couldn't help but challenge the Corona Arch rope swing in Moab. Unfortunately, it led to Kyle Stocking's death on Sunday. His father, Mike Stocking, says other adventurers must remember their limits. The choices that you make, that you want to go and do something far outreach, the risks, the adrenaline rush for something that go wrong for the people that are left behind. Mike Stocking says Kyle was an experienced rock climber, but he doesn't think any of Kyle's friends had tried something like a rope swing before. But Mike says in the end, children will do what they want. A Tongan pastor has pleaded not guilty to charges that he didn't report sexual abuse within his West Valley parish. KSL News Radio's Peter Samuel reports that the crisis has split the parish. And both sides are fighting for control of the property. The interim pastor of the Tongan United Methodist Church says his group and the Wesleyan Tongans each use the building on Crystal Avenue three days a week and split it on Sundays. Court documents show the former pastor, Philomoni Moni, didn't tell police that a 16-year-old boy in his parish molested younger boys. Moni could be jailed for six months if convicted. Peter Seymour, KSL News Radio. Politics on KSL News Radio. The Supreme Court justices are hearing two days of arguments over same-sex marriage. Today they're considering Prop 8, California's ban on same-sex marriage. And California marriage supporter Ashley Miller has a prediction. They will probably decide on a very narrow basis that will allow marriages to happen in California, but not anywhere else. The justices will reportedly come to a ruling in June. Coming up on KSL News Radio, we'll have your KSL forecast next. Lots of clouds in it. KSL News Time is 6.32. Guys, diamond solitaire earrings from Shane Company are always the perfect gift. We have diamond studs with either round or princess cut diamonds and all diamond sizes from around $150 to $20,000. Before you buy, check out the hazy, lifeless stones in the solitaires anywhere else. Then come to our store, you'll immediately see that for the same money at Shane Company, you get much more fire and brilliance. At the Diamond Cutters, our own diamond buyers handpick only diamonds with the most sparkle. Then, from those handpicked diamonds, they find the diamonds that match perfectly, creating a pair of Shane Company diamond solitaire earrings that you'll be proud to give and she'll be proud to wear. Shane Company, direct diamond importers at the corner of State Street and 7200 South. Open weekdays till 8, Saturday till 5, closed Sundays. Online at shaneco.com. The day started out like any other until the phone rang. I let her ramble. Maybe it was the sultry sound of her voice that appealed to me, but something was putting out a big stink. The air was so thick you could cut it with a butter knife. I said, I'll be right there. I knew the moment the door opened, the city stink originated right here. I reached inside my coat and she got real apprehensive. I said, put a sock in it, sugar lips, and eased out a brochure from Scott Hale Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I said, you got drain problems, and for $59, Scott Hale's crew will come out and clean your drain and give you a free video inspection of your drain line. She said, and I said, yes, a $300 value. She went for the phone as I threw her the easy-to-remember number, 801-264-HALE. She said, I said $59 drain cleaning. Call 264-H-A-L-E. Just calling Scott Hale made the air just a little bit fresher. And that, as they say, was that. 
where Utah comes to talk. Are you kidding me? Are you delusional? And comes to be heard. Yeah, I appreciate being able to talk a little bit about this. KSL News Radio. Traffic and weather together brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships. We got a report of a crash southbound I-15 in Ogden, mile marker 344. This is affecting the two left lanes, so you're going to have to deal with that. When throwing a party or planning a larger event, the professionals at Diamond Rental can help you put it all together. From linens to tents, Diamond has what you need. DiamondRental.com. In your KSL forecast, well, we have some weak storms happening. Uh, however, they're going to bring more clouds than, you know, actual showers. A high tomorrow of 65, Same, pretty much the same thing for Thursday and Friday. Right now in Salt Lake City, it's 53 degrees. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's a direct line from your home to the governor of Utah. Toll free anywhere in the state. Call 888-575-8255. Let me speak to the governor on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thanks for joining us. I'm Maria Shaleos with the governor tonight. And the number again to call, 888-575-8255. And governor, we have Brent who's been very patiently waiting from Utah County. Brent, what can we help you with? Hi, Brent. Governor, I just I want you to know that um, I'm a, a conservative. Strictly, I, I find uh, what goes on between two individuals of the same gender uh, immoral and abhorrent. What I'm concerned about, though, is I think the word marriage and the word uh, civil unions are so loaded today that uh, we can't get around it in this, in this country, let alone this state. What if people, could, is there room in the state of Utah, Governor, sometime in the future that the state of Utah... Uh, not change the, the definition of marriage. I think the church has done a, its job in that moral definition. But simply say, if you want to register with a, with a county clerk, like a, you don't get a marriage license, you just get a certificate. It's valid in the state of Utah, and it gives you all of those other rights. And if you cho- choose to dissolve it, it takes the same process, either mutually, that's a court divorce or some other term. And if, you don't, if it's not mutual, then you have to go through that, that uh, legal battle. Is there room in, room in Utah sometime in the future? Well, the future is a long time, and uh, so uh, the answer is probably yes. Uh, Clearly, as we see society and its norms, you know, things have changed and evolved over the last 100 years and probably directions that people 100 years ago would find probably unfathomable today. Uh, Whether that's good or bad, I guess, is a debate uh, that could rage on. Uh, At least in Utah, we have certainly have said in our law that the definition of marriage is uh, one man and one woman sanctioned by some legal authority to, in fact, uh, bring that union together and and sanction it as a marriage. Certainly there's abilities for same-sex couples to have contracts today. Um, Virtually all of the rights that you get inherently by a marriage certificate uh, in the state of Utah and other states are available to people if they take the time and there's some additional uh, I guess effort necessary with their attorneys to in fact contract with each other uh, we have people that do it that are of the same sex but for not any kind of romantic reason but it may be a parent and child of the same sex whether it be uh, hospital visitation rights health benefits inheritance rights uh, you name it you can sit down and draft agreement with uh, your through your attorney to in fact make sure that those rights are not infringed. So there's probably abilities to even do what you're saying in some form or fashion today. 
It wouldn't. It wouldn't cost. Um, I don't think state. Uh, I mean, the county clerk can can uh, uh, record um, this certificate just as easy as a marriage license. It costs uh, those two individuals the same amount of money as a marriage license, and if they dissolve it, it goes through that same legal process. Yet, it gives them those options. I, again, I think it's something worth discussion, and uh, clearly there would need to be some legislation would authorize that to have the same effect as a marriage license would do and the, and the marriage uh, covenant that we have, whether it be by church or by government. Uh, but that certainly is something that uh, would maybe help streamline the process and maybe worth uh, uh, looking into. Uh, I, I think the debate would sure bring out maybe the true agendas. I think you're right, uh, again, and I'm not afraid of discussion and debate. I'm a firm supporter of the definition of marriage being between one man and one woman, but I think we as society and as people ought to respect differences of opinion out there and certainly not discriminate when it comes to jobs and housing uh, for those who are of same-sex attraction and uh, in the gay community. Uh, the question always is, do we need laws to do it? And where would laws be appropriate as opposed to uh, being an encroachment of somebody else's civil rights? So it's going to be a, a long-going evolutionary process, and who knows what the next 100 years will bring. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brent. And let's go now to Gary. Gary's in West Jordan. Hi, Gary. Hi. Thank Hi, you Gary. My, I like your first thank name. Thank you for taking my call. <laughs> you too, Gary. <laughs> thank you, Governor. Um, just a quick question um, concerning state employees and things. And, of course, you know, some of their benefits have changed in the last couple of years. This year, the uh, sick pay and last year a little bit in the retirement plan and things like that. And they've had few few raises in the last few years. And my concern is is the incentive to continue to work in state government, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things. And, and, you know, because obviously they, um, the incentive there was the benefits, and now that those are being taken away little by little, and, of course, they're paid less than the normal public set or private sector, we're just a little concerned in that way and, and continuing to motivate the state, state employees. Well, Gary, uh, uh, I assume you're a state employee, and thank you for your service there. Uh, let me just, in fact, tell our listeners that we have great state employees. Uh, there's always a, easy to kind of joke at government employees as if they're not doing anything and maybe are not worth the money we're paying them. But let me just tell the listeners that uh, we have about 22,500 state employees in the state today. You have to go back to the year 2001 to find a smaller number of state employees than we have today. Um, and at the same time over this last dozen years, we've had a population explosion in Utah of between six and 700,000 more people that call Utah home. So our state employees are doing more with less and doing it quite efficiently. They've embraced technology. They've found new processes, new better ways. We have a 1,000 of our programs now online. So our state employees are doing a pretty good job. That being said, the question is always, how do we pay them? And what is the fair amount? Most everybody I ever talk to says, well, we've got to pay them fairly. But then you have uh, the, the, the discussion as far as what is fair. And fair and sometimes is in the eyes of the beholder but uh, or the receiver. But it, it, everybody agrees we should pay them fairly. And uh, that's a, a definition of, of salary and benefits. We find with some of our younger employees in the state, they'd like to have a larger salary and smaller benefits. 
uh, for some of our senior employer employees, they would rather have a smaller salary and larger benefits. That's just kind of inherent with the, your status probably and longevity in state government. Uh, we have to find that appropriate balance and make sure that our, our state employees are paid fairly. It's a good uh, profession. It's a good employment. It's a good uh, quality of life as far as job goes. It's not a place where you're going to get rich. Last uh, This past budget session, employees got a 1% equivalent of cost of living uh, this year. So we had given some offset for inflation. Uh, the retirement was funded in full, so we've uh, kept our promises with the retirement aspects. Our traditional health care, there might be some increases, but not as much as what we've had in the private sector. So by and large, I think we've tried to treat our employees fairly based on the unique circumstances and the difficult times we've had over these last few years. But as I've mentioned, with the economy improving... Uh, we're going to be able to pay fairly our state employees, and that means salary plus benefits equals total compensation. And uh, it's not only our state employees, but uh, hopefully our teachers and those in public education and, and, and those that contract with us that do some private work for us on contract. Uh, we want to make sure that everybody's paid fairly based on market comparison. And that's our goal, and that's what I think we'll be able to do for, with the employees going forward. Governor, we now have Craig in Provo. And, Craig, I understand you have a comment. Yes, I do, Governor. Good evening. Uh, this is just – I want to give you some props on H.R. 76. Okay. I know that you had a lot of uh, blogs and people in different feelings about uh, about the law, and I agree completely with what, what you decided in your decision. And it, it took some – Courage to stand up to what you were you were fighting with there. I've held a concealed carry permit here in the state for 15 years, very proudly. I think it's excellent, but uh, I just wanted to give you some props for standing up for what a lot of us feel that we have one of the best concealed permits in in the nation and. And I just wanted to thank you. Well, thank you, Craig. That's very kind of you. We've had a number of calls. Obviously, we've had pros and cons uh, regarding my stance on on uh, vetoing House Bill 76. I, I would say it this way. One, I, I appreciate the fact that people are involved. We need to hear from the people. Uh, we are a representative form of government, and we hopefully uh, we represent the people uh, based on a set of principles. I'm a Reagan Republican. I make no bones about it. I am a conservative in the Reagan mold. Uh, but Reagan told us that, you know, if you agree with me 80% of the time, you're my friend. And we ought to be kind of a bigger tent people. We ought to allow for differences of opinion and yet not perceive each other to be the enemy. We have some out there that try to polarize us. Uh, maybe they have their own agendas. They, uh, You could be with them 99 out of 100 issues. But that one issue, you know, they're ready to throw you out of office, and we have a few of those. I don't take offense with those who disagree with me. Nor would I. I think you did it right. Well, thank you. My point is I don't take offense with uh, if you don't agree with me. And I hope you don't take offense if I disagree with you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the point. It's, it's part of the process. Uh, we've got a good system in place, Craig. You've, no, you've noted it, and there's no reason to change. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. And we do have texters saying that you do a good job. And, Governor, one of those texters asking a question, too. Uh, this person wants to know, why is it that with public transit it costs the same money for them to drive from Provo to Ogden as it does to ride Front Runner? They're wondering why they should ride. Well, when you, you don't determine the cost, I yeah, I, it's it's hard to know what the cost is. It depends on your vehicle, uh, how many 
miles per gallon you get on your gasoline. Certainly for those who drive compressed natural gas cars like my sister, they get even better miles right. per gallon. They all have wear and tear on the road. And so when you figure the all the costs in, it may be a surprising number. Even the IRS gives you so much uh, uh, many cents per mile. And that's because it's not just the gasoline you're burning as the cost, but your overall wear and tear and depreciation on your automobile. So once you figure all those in, uh, you know, there's probably a different number than what we realize. And uh, UTA is trying to find a way to make it uh, less costly to the taxpayers, and and uh, which is where the bulk of the money is coming from. There's no transportation that's not being subsidized. Uh, but mass transit, an advantage is not just the cost. The advantage is being able to sit there, do work on your way up, let the, uh, the worry of getting from point A to point B be by somebody else, and you can plug in your laptop, read a book, snooze a little bit, read the newspaper, and hopefully have a more relaxing time getting to work than you would if yeah. you had to drive Dealing yourself. With traffic, for sure. Let's take a call now from Brandon in South Jordan. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Governor. And uh, I probably only agree with you 65% of the time, but you're still in my tent, and I voted for you, and I think you're doing a good job leading the best state in the USA. Well, thank you, Brandon. I'm going to work on getting you up to 80%. Hey, yeah, you got a few issues, but either way, I don't agree with even my wife 50% of the time, so you're probably ahead of her. Okay. Um, I, I want to know your thoughts on the Zion Curtain and it not, and as in the House's own words, getting the bill getting hijacked and changed to where the Zion Curtain didn't come down as it passed, I believe, through the Senate. I want to know your thoughts on the Zion Curtain, and my comments just are, when I grew up, I've spent all 36 years of my life here in Utah, you couldn't even advertise alcohol at stores, convenience, or grocery stores, or on signs. Now we've got all that, but we seem like we've taken a step back in the dark ages, thinking that for some reason the pouring of alcohol it contributes to drinking, which it might at some percent. I don't know exactly, but I think I see that as an obstacle and a hurdle that's it's helping take the growth away from businesses or the deterrent to come to Utah. And I wanted to know your stance on the right curtain. Well, alcohol has certainly been an issue that's uh, been at the forefront for years in Utah, and uh, it seems to be, again, an issue of uh, emotion, and sometimes common sense is uh, not part of the discussion. Uh, I would uh, say to you that we've made some significant strides over the last few years to, uh, in fact, improve our alcohol laws in Utah to make them more business-friendly, more consumer-friendly. And so I think rather than going backwards, I think we actually have been going forward. The Zion Curtain's been involved uh, for a long time. Uh, the fact that we even had a discussion and the fact the removal of the Zion Curtain, so-called, or Zion Wall, some people refer to it, passed out of the House of Representatives certainly would indicate that there's at least a desire to, in fact, maybe follow your uh, recommendation of taking it down. Now, uh, I've been around long enough to know that sometimes you don't get through in one session what you'd like to see take place. It might take one, two, or three sessions as people learn the truth and understand the facts and the data and then make a common sense decision. I don't know of any facts that are out there that talk about the Zion Wall uh, stopping underage drinking. Uh, I think that will happen and it will be some more study because of this year's uh, presentation. So this may come back up next year and you might be surprised at the result. Never enough time to answer all of the questions, Governor. 
We're going to take another four-minute break for our stations along the Utah Broadcasters Network, and you are listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor. Whether it's a serious fall, fire danger, or other type of home emergency, Life Alert is there for you. The company with its slogan, Help, I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up, protects its members. Here are some of them. When you have a heart attack like I did, and there's no one there, Life Alert was there for me. Having a secure feeling through Life Alert is ideal. My independence is possible because of it. Now, Life Alert can also protect you in a fire emergency with a system that automatically notifies our monitoring center. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. With Life Alert protection, elderly people can avoid or delay going into a nursing facility. For a free brochure about Life Alert service, call now, 1-877-522-2215. That's 1-877-522-2215. Call Life Alert now for your free brochure at 1-877-522-2215. For a great date night, come to the BYU Easter Conference this Friday, March 29th at 7 p.m. in the Joseph Smith Building Auditorium at BYU. This year's Easter Conference features Elder John Madsen as the keynote speaker. Brent Taub and Brad Wilcox will also talk about the Savior, His life, mission, the atonement, and His influence in our lives today. There will also be a vocal presentation. Prepare for Easter and join in this free, uplifting, and edifying event this Friday, March 29th. 29th at 7 p.m. in the Joseph Smith Building Auditorium at BYU. Kids with Tourette's Disorder have one common challenge. It's called just being a kid. So if uncontrolled tics are getting in the way of your child's day, the Archer Study may be an option. It's a clinical research study evaluating an investigational medication to see if it may help reduce the number and severity of tics in children ages 7 to 17 with Tourette's Disorder. To learn more, visit our website at www.archerstudy.com. They offered them, and we bought them. Every last one of them. Tim Daly Infinity bought every 2013 Infinity G37 all-wheel drive sedan allocated for all of Utah. And they're finally here. G37X Premium. G37s with sport. G37s with navigation. And G37s with all of the options, like wood trim, leather heated seats, Bluetooth, moonroof, Bose stereos, and more. Leading edge technology with 328 horsepower and 7-speed trans for great fuel economy, plus world-class reliability. This is the most fun you've had in a car since high school. The best part is, is that you can lease one for as little as $279 a month with only 10% down. Or $379 with nothing out of pocket. This is not an econo box. It's a 2013 Infiniti G37 all-wheel drive sedan for only $279 per month. 10% down is only $4,265 plus tax and license. Lease is 24 months. 10,000 miles per year. No security deposit required. Not everyone will qualify. We have several in stock at this payment. See us on the web at timdellyinfinity.com or at 4594 South State Street Murray. Offer ends March 31st. Hi there, this is Therm, the Energy Wise Guy, here to tell you about energy rebates. Wait, but I'm Therm, and I'm here to tell them about energy rebates. I think you're mistaken. I'm Therm, and I was going to tell everybody now is a great time to use their tax refunds to buy new energy-efficient appliances and windows for their homes. They can start saving money every month on their gas bill, and also get a great big rebate check for the appliances and windows they purchase. Aha, uh-huh, but were you going to tell them that there are also rebates for insulation? Oh, I was getting to that. You can also get a rebate by adding insulation to your home. Qualifying home. Oh, I was getting to that too. So use your tax refund to make some energy efficiency improvements to your home. 
and get rebates for them, too. Wow, I have to admit, you make a really good Therm. <laughs> That's because I am Therm. Visit Thermwise.com or call Questar Gas for rebate information or to get your own customized home energy plan. If you can serve, you can save. Mm, you are Therm, and I'm confused. Where did I lose you? Time for our final segment, the Let Me Speak to the Governor quick Q&A. And Rich Pyatt from KSL 5 has joined us, and we're going to get us started, Rich. Hi there. All right, Governor, you ready? What kind I'm of, ready. What I'm... kind of phone do you use? Well, I use an iPhone. I used to have a BlackBerry, but I've gravitated to iPhone. It's uh, amazing the technology on one little instrument you have on your hip. You miss the BlackBerry? You know, not. It's easier. There's more apps with the iPhone, so just more technology, more fun. Mm-hmm. You like to have fun when the you BlackBerry can. BlackBerry is a little more secure. They tell me so for government. That's why a lot of people have used BlackBerry, but they haven't kept up the times. You know, you got to keep up. Or that's why you don't text there. me. You don't want to. It's too insecure. It's too, you know? it's too hard with right. the BlackBerry to text. Okay. Spring is here, and a lot of people out trying to shed some pounds. What do you do to stay fit? Well, I've gained a few pounds over the winter time, part Who of the hibernation. Right? But uh, I'm going to go back and play a little more tennis and. Uh, a little more treadmill uh, work and uh, see if I can't shed about seven or eight pounds. Hey, you're a big tennis player. I heard that you uh, played Andre Agassi. I Ag- did. Agassi, um, Agassi lately. Did you uh, beat him? I, I, <laughs> well, I won some points, let's put it that way, which was uh, pretty impressive to me. Uh, but he was a very kind uh, gentleman to me, and we had some fun. I went down to Las Vegas. He's going to come and speak at our uh, State of Sports Awards luncheon coming up here this uh, next month. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of grew up watching Andre play. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, in fact, played about the same time in the Intermountain Tennis Circuit. So we're big Andre Agassi fans, and, and I'm excited to have him come to Utah and, and speak to the group. That's awesome. Governor, who did you pick for the final four? Well, we had Indiana, uh, Louisville, uh, Kansas, and who's the fourth one? I wanted to have Gonzaga. But uh, they. <laughs> who do you think is going to win? Probably doesn't matter who the fourth. Well, one I think Louisville is probably the one. Indiana maybe, but it's you know that's what it's uh, called March Madness. It it drives you crazy. It you does. know, trying to figure out who's going to win. And, Fun uh, madness. Okay, Eastern's coming up. Yes. You guys hide eggs at at the Herbert household. <laughs> you know, my wife is the biggest Easter egg fan there ever was. She not only hides them, she makes them, she decorates them, she brings over the grandkids. Our kitchen is a mess, but everybody has a chance to, to color their eggs, and then she takes them out and she hides them. And we have everybody come over. We have a, a, a grandkids and then the, the kids and then the o- older kids. And she hides money in some plastic eggs, and so may not be more than a dollar. Mm-hmm. But everybody seems to have great fun in finding e- eggs not only to eat, but eggs that have money. I love e- I love Easter, too. That's one of my favorite holidays. Oh, I love the Easter candy. And speaking of which, which is your favorite candy? For Easter? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like anything chocolate. Uh, chocolate bunnies, chocolate eggs. I, I like Cadbury, Cadbury eggs. Egg. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I'm complaining about, the Cadbury eggs are getting smaller. <laughs> I know. Don't and, you, you know, hate that? And uh, I don't know if they're trying to keep the cost the same. And so rather than raise the price, we're going to make the eggs a little it's smaller. It's less sugar. <laughs> it's, it's a diet version. <laughs> yeah. But okay. uh, chocolate eggs are great. Of course, this is uh, the open for The Voice. Oh, that's right. The Voice premiere this week. Mm-hmm. The Voice is going to premiere this week. Um, what is your favorite TV show? Do you watch anything? Can you watch anything with you know, regularity? Boy, I'm I'm just a stick in the mud when it comes to uh, television. You are. You uh, just watch the news. I right? just watch the news. Obviously, <laughs> watch Rich and on uh, the news at ten. Good answer. And. Um, 
and other times when he's there doing specials. But uh, I, I, saw, I watch some of the political shows. I watch uh, the Golf Channel, the Tennis Channel, mm-hmm. uh, occasionally an old movie at night. But I don't really watch any network television. I am usually in meetings and, mm-hmm. and out on assignment. Uh, I get home usually about 8 or 9 o'clock at night, have a bowl of Cheerios and turn on. You be, you a fan of any of those old reruns? I found a couple of channels that show those old reruns for the 60s and 70s well, shows, like my, All in the Family. I kind of like The First those. Lady, uh, Jeanette, makes fun of me because I like to watch an old Western. And uh, I used to watch Gunsmoke with my dad. And so on the the Western channel, I see occasionally some old reruns on Gunsmoke. They're pretty good shows. they got pretty good plots yeah. on some of those yeah, old shows. Yeah, again, it's kind of uh, Yesteryear and mm-hmm. The Lone Ranger. And guess what? We're excited. You know, The Lone Ranger is going to be coming out here. We hope to have a premiere here in Utah of Tonto and the Lone Ranger that was filmed down in southern Utah. Disney's, uh, we're working with them to see if we can make it a part of the Western Governors oh, Association yeah. meetings, which I'm the chair, which is going to be held in Park City on around June 28th. So uh, they're going to see some great scenery. I mean, there's posters out on the Lone Ranger and Tonto that people are going to see Utah, and they're going to come to the movie just to see the scenery. We're going to shoot something with you. With the, remember the old rifleman where he takes that rifle and flips oh, it and goes yeah. boom, 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 boom? <laughs> kind of bring that House Bill 76 thing full circle. <laughs> well, listen, I'm a, I'm a believer in Second Amendment rights. I've uh, had my 30-30 that my dad uh, gave me way back when I first took my hunter safety course when I was about 14. And uh, I like the outdoors. Uh, I used to hunt deer and pheasant with my dad. And uh, and so, again, it's a serious issue. I know we we make light of it, and I understand the, the emotion on both sides of the issue. But uh, anyway, we'll work through this. I think the veto is the right thing to do. Governor? Rich, thanks for being here. That's Mm -hmm. it for Let Me Speak to the Governor, and I hope everybody will join us again next month. Traumatic brain injury. Sounds like the kind of thing that, if it happened to you, you'd know it. The truth is, the symptoms can be subtle, but that doesn't mean it isn't serious. Loss of memory. Headaches. Fatigue. Trouble concentrating. Frustration. Those are just a few of the many different signs 